Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to Unbecoming of Age, the podcast hosted by two guys that have never met in real life. Episode 136. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. And my co-host, Mr. John M. Craig. I am he, and I'm in Red Bank, New Jersey. And remember, you are listening to Unbecoming of Age, the podcast, not the book, not the TV series, not the movie, not the record. All of those are coming 2025. Y'all yeah. represent. Boom. First, the, the video game. which Oh, shit. Know. I forgot about the video game. That's where all the money's at, brah. Yeah, yeah. The gaming thing is what it's going to be. That's right. This yes. is how I normally talk, brah. Brah. We're going to have uh, we're going to have a doing? Twitch Twitch channel set up for the for the game That's once right. it launches, once it drops, once it, you know, lands where it's supposed to go. <sighs> I I hope you're setting that up because I just I just don't do shit. What was that? Who was that? Uh, that was my uh, little auxiliary speaker over here was What uh, what did she say? She said power off. Aw, That's sweet. Yeah, no, she's going to take a break. Yeah. Hey. Now she's charging. <sighs> oh man! Ha- happy Motherfuckers Day. Yesterday was Mother's Day. How'd day that go? after. Day after day Mother's after. Day. Did mm-hmm. you spend a little time with with Bonnie? How did that go? No, I spent zero time with Bonnie. That's my mother. But I listen. I I'm working on a TV show right now. Well, I'm getting paid right now not to work on that TV show. Because it's raining, and they had to go to the stage for the first time. And There's what a, show are you getting paid not to work on? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting paid not to work on an HBO miniseries, six episodes. It's based on a Philip Roth book. He, I think he died last year. Uh, I wish I could say that I'm a reader, and I've read Philip Roth, but I have not. I'd like to say that I have, but I haven't. Uh, it's called The Plot Against America. It's a period film, or it's a period story. I think it's the early, late, maybe 1930s, 1940-ish, just like pre-World War II, I think. I'm not exactly sure. Um, But, like, the book cover has a swastika on it, um, and it says The Plot Against America with a swastika. And uh, when I was driving around some crew members, particularly a a, a millennial, um, I guess the production office printed out, like, the names for the office, right? Like, so you have these office suites and you have your name and like your position or title or whatever so if you're so-and-so you know colin flynn accounting it would say colin flynn accounting and sometimes they'll put the logo of the show and that Mm -hmm. logo has a swastika a couple of people that were like no 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 i'm good thanks i don't want i don't want one of those i'm good (laughs) nobody needs to know just point them in this general direction because i don't want my name on a sign that has a swastika on it um it's so it is the plot against america and it's uh winona ryder john Turturro, uh and uh zoe kazan mm. ellie kazan's granddaughter she's uh she's a known yeah. actress she, she's in a relationship with paul dano she co-wrote a movie with paul dano that i don't know maybe they were both in it i don't really know um but those are the only three actors i recognize uh and it's a big big thing like it's it's six episodes and it's a lot of days and I worked eighteen hours on Thursday. Got home at five AM on Friday, home, Staten Island, to Bonnie's house, my mother. That was the whole point of this. And then then I worked on Friday and I got home on Saturday at and I came home to New Jersey at five AM again. So I am out of sorts and there was no way yesterday I was going to Staten Island to see my mom. Sorry, Bonnie. Did you call her? I did. I I texted her. I called her. I didn't do the trifecta. I did not wish her a happy Mother's Day on Facebook. I tried to give direct messages for happy Mother's Day to mothers because it's like there's only one. I only have one mom. So beyond that, like, yeah, I'll wish my sister happy Mother's Day. My ex-wife, she is the mother of my children. So I did participate a little bit with my kids' celebration of their mom. But... uh but no, no Bonnie, no, no Bonnie. So you left your own mother out. I didn't leave her out. I mean, I, I, I talked to her, and I was, I was pleasant-ish. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't a dick. I mean, I listen. I don't want any credit for it. I mean, it's just, okay. Right. Enough about me and my bullshit. So how was, uh, how was your, uh, how was your? I well, I don't, I don't even know if your mom's alive. I would imagine she's not, considering how much older she would be. 
She she is not alive. Thank you for asking. Uh, yeah. I did, uh, you know, I th thought about her yesterday for sure. But uh, you know, out of everything you just said, yeah. I, 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 there's only one thing that mattered, which is Winona Ryder. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was like, once you said Winona Ryder, that's all I thought about. It's like it was blah, really? Bonnie, blah blah blah. Really? Like kids, Winona Ryder. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I could have normally yeah. <laughs> normally I would have I would have jumped in and I would have given you shit about uh, you know you, you doing things for your ex wife. And the fact that you, it sounds like you're still married, and um, I would okay. I would have I would have gone down that that rabbit okay. hole, okay. you know, of negativity the the, the way I would, the way my mind works. But all sure. I could think about after all of that was just Winona Ryder. You Win shut down. You couldn't even name the other two actors that are I, in the thing. You heard Winona Ryder. I heard Winona Ryder, and I was like ready to get uh, Winona Forever tattooed on my arm, like some knucklehead might do. <laughs> uh, was that Johnny Depp? That's Johnny Depp. Yeah, nice. yeah. Which he changed later to. I know forever i guess <laughs> did he really he did yeah, yeah no are... no surprise that he and doug stanhope are really uh, kind of close yeah yeah so uh, have you have you spotted winona have, this, no she no she was not working on uh she was not working on thursday or friday um and i i believe i'm working tomorrow i mean i still have the rental van yeah. Uh, the reason I'm getting paid for today is I'm like, it's like kind of, I'm on hold, right? Because they had booked me, but then because of the rain today, they had to go to cover set. So did you cover set? Was did you at least yeah, offer serious. to hold Winona's umbrella if if need be? You could hold her umbrella for her. Is that a euphemism for something? It, it could be. I would. I I would or, or is that a reference to a Winona Ryder movie? You, you should, I know. It's just I would have offered, you know, in some uh, way, shape, or form to uh, to aid Miss Ryder out in her. Uh, so you're a fan. <sighs> You're a yeah, fan. I just think she's interactive, I, and I and I think she's I think you know unlike a lot of uh, her peers, uh, she she's she's aged well. She's done she's done uh, a great job of well, uh, of holding herself together. She she, she still if, looks fantastic. If I see her tomorrow, yes. if I'm working tomorrow and 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 she's working, she's on set, and I happen to lay eyes on her before she goes into the uh, hair and makeup trailer, um, I'm not going to take a picture, but I will let you know whether or not i think she's held up well okay in real i mean life. I, I, I will in real life right right now i uh, f um yeah friends of mine just went and saw a reality bites like i, I think maybe 25 years ago uh at the tribeca film festival and ben stiller who directed it was there uh ethan hawk winona ryder uh as i did see a social media post of that but it was hard to tell she but she probably had makeup on yeah well and she looks. She yeah. looks like she looks good. You know, you know who else has held up really well uh, from uh, the Freaks and Geeks cast that Linda Cardinelli. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, my my yeah, my uh, ex wife was watching that Dead to Me show on Netflix. Yeah, I, I, I binged through Dead to Me. It was it was quite good. Now is she's it? not. Yeah, it, she's it is relatively young though. She's I don't even know if she's forty yet. Uh, yeah, she's uh, mid forties. I, I would guess. No way. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking right now. I'm looking right now. Um, right. You beat me to it. I... Born uh, June 25th, 1975, 43 years oh. old. Oh, oh. Because okay. it's been a while, Freaks and Geeks, that's been what? That's been 20 years ago. It's, it's been a while, but but yeah. still, I thought for some reason, I always thought that she was a little bit younger, like one of those that just started young. But I forgot that Freaks and Geeks cast, some of them were young, but then there were a couple of them that were, you know, like around 20, 21, whatever it was, you know? Yeah. And they've all done for, very well for themselves, that, that cast. Right. Is, James Franco, uh, Seth Rogen was a writer. Was he also in it? Uh, I think he was in I it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Jason Siegel. Um, oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah you had uh, the guy I like is that Martin Starr guy. Yeah, Martin Starr is great. He's on that uh, that show on uh, HBO, the one that I really like, Silicon Valley. Yeah, he's he's done some great great roles. And, I mean, that's uh, not the only; those are not the only two things that he's done. But yeah, what he's been doing now. So, so what about um, the Mother's Day? So, you, I mean, you know, uh, your mom no longer with us. Um, your what about your wife my wife's mother a very very uh, wonderful woman we uh, celebrated with her i was just oh, you celebrated with her but what about your kids celebrating with their mom they were yeah they were they were involved yeah i mean i would figure they were involved but it was more about their grandmother your your mother-in-law 
It, it was, and the, but you know, there was the, the, there were uh, the aunts and uncles and uh, various people were there, and so she, uh, uh, you know, wasn't the only mother. There, there were other, you know, there were various mothers in representation. So it was just a, a you know a celebration of motherhood. Uh, we didn't have. I was just looking up to see how old Winona Ryder is. She is born in seventy one, so she's forty seven. She's the same age as me. She yeah. When when, when in seventy one? Forty. All right. When was that? Forty seven. All right. Yeah, but so, uh, anyway. no, I wondered what month. I want to know so, if she's older than me. Winona, she's born in October, October yeah. 29. All right, I'm a, I'm like five, six weeks older than her. She's born in Minnesota. Wow. Oh, I did not know that. Interesting. But uh, yeah, so uh, I'm still, all right, so I'll try to forget about Winona as this, as this <laughs> podcast d- develops. But yes, right. we, we had a uh, Mother's Day celebration. Winona was not there. Uh, and uh, that was that was great. Uh, it was uh, kind of short-lived. I had to go off to a, um, uh, some other uh, relatives that, uh, one of the knucklehead uh, relatives, somebody in the group decided to throw a baby shower later in the day uh, at uh at a place they had a, a, a they called it a co-ed baby shower which was at a uh, little uh, kind of a sports bar places where they did it which was it was okay i i had um I ended up having three beers there, and uh, I'm turning into a real lightweight where the alcohol is concerned. I, I, I did not feel good this morning getting up. I was waking up thinking I just bleh, feel like crap because I drank three beers in the afternoon, and uh, so I had plenty of time to recover from all of that. You would think, uh, you know, for it to oxidize and get the hell out of my system and everything. But you st- really, is that yeah. the most that you have had in a while? Yeah, I've I, I slacked way off on it. So um, having a couple, usually it would be if, I, if I'm t- you know, going to have a beer, it might be one or two. So three is, yeah, that's probably as many as I've had in, in a while. Uh, the last one that I had was a suggestion. Uh, my nephew was was there who's of drinking age, and uh, he really wanted me to try uh, something called uh, Space Dust by Elysium is the brewery. And so I had a, uh, a it's a IPA. John Craig doesn't like IPA, so he would have hated it. Uh, 9% alcohol. That's probably the one that I should have skipped was uh, 9.2% or something like that. Uh, Elysium Space Dust. It was a good beer, but yeah, I don't know. You're, you really don't need that much alcohol well, in a beer. I mean, how much alcohol? You don't remember? Uh, the It was 9.2%. 9.2, the Elysium Space Dust was. So yeah, that's pretty. Nine point two is high. Yeah, for a, for an IPA, yeah, so, you know, you get these yeah. stouts. A lot of times they have the over. Yeah, you know, I've, 10, had, I've had I've had ten percent, eleven percent. Yeah, twelve sometimes. Like, yeah. I, whatever it was, I remember being high, um, really high. Yeah, 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 yeah. But well, that kicked my ass. Yeah. So anyway, that last one I should not have probably had, but uh, yeah, that's the one that got me feeling like shit. But now uh, I know why they call it space dust. Elysium space dust. I'd seen their advertising before. I guess uh, I don't know. I think Elysium is out of. Uh, I think they're out of somewhere out west, maybe Washington or something like that. Oregon, Washington, something like that. Uh, but yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I probably, you know, wouldn't buy a lot of it because it's. There's too much too much alcohol in that stuff. So anyway. Well, I mean, we this is it's right now we're recording this on Monday, uh, the day after it's clear we're, we're recording this the day after Mother's Day. Normally we record on a Sunday, but you must have had a busy day. So, uh, but had we recorded last night at maybe say let's say ten thirty p.m. your time, were you still a little bit uh, not all there? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I was. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say I was drunk or anything. No, like no, I'm not saying drunk, but just a little bit off. I was. Yeah, yeah, would have been a little, little that way for sure. Yeah, I, I, I got in a weird conversation. There was, there was um, people there that. Um, Okay, so my brother-in-law, uh, he uh, works as a uh, – he's a lineman for the county, just like that uh, old uh, old country song. And uh, so he works for a power cooperative, and a bunch of people that were there were uh, guys that he, he works with. And there's uh, a few of these guys were, were around, and there's this other friend of his that uh, he and his uh, brother have a, uh, have a garbage company. They have garbage trucks. And so it was kind of a, a, a blue-collar sort of crowd that was there and uh, we, we were talking about uh, somehow the the uh, somebody said something about being in, in Colorado and then we started talking about um, you know the weed stores and, and uh, you know the whole thing about Colorado and some of these guys started expressing their their uh, negative views on on just the world in general but it started with with uh, weed but uh, as some of these guys started talking it was uh, uh, it was <laughs> 
it was weird uh, just uh, how uh, I realized that they're um, these guys uh, I, I were probably Trump supporters uh, and I'm and I know that you know there's 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 a lot of that in in the world but um, the, some of the viewpoints were and the, there was one guy that was going off about the the idea that if marijuana becomes legal um, the world's just gonna go to go to hell in a handbasket and I was like I, I didn't want to you know go to him or anything like that or say you know, well it's legal in a lot of places and um, it, yada 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 but the strange thing about it was the guy was uh, was gesturing uh, at, I remember him trying to make a point and he was using his beer glass uh, <laughs> Oh right, right. Of course, I was just going to ask: Was he drinking beer? Yes, yeah. And yeah, how much? Yeah, <laughs> I think he'd had. Uh, I think he'd had several. Put it that way, and he's using his beer glass to kind of, you know, gesture with. Uh, you know, when he was trying to make a point, which uh, I, I kind of smiled at him at one point, and he he looked at me kind of funny, like, "What are you smiling at?" Because I was th- looking at the beer glass, and I was thinking, you know, how strange that seemed. But the also the other part about it was, I've I've known this guy for a long time, and I know that back in the day. It's a long time ago, and I'm, I'm sure he's he's working at a job now where they do uh, testing, where they do drug testing. I don't think he, I don't think he smokes weed anymore. But I know for sure that the guy did. He used to back in the day. He was he was a he was a guy that partook, and now he's sure. Uh-huh. That it's going to end the world, uh-huh. it, and, and yeah. it just seemed odd to me that he was. Well, I would imagine that if it was a while since he has, uh, you know, it, you know, he's in, indulged. In, yes. in in weed, in THC of some sort, that it was very different back then unless he had a really good source or lived in Hawaii or, you know, yeah. parts of Southern California where you could get it, right, really good stuff, is that I bet you hey, one time now he would just change, everything would change. It would be like, boom, like an opening, like, oh, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. This would improve the world, okay? Like, forget, put politics aside. Like, we all should do this. Yeah, yeah. At one point, he said something. He, he went. He had a long, kind of rambling, run-on sentence. That um, when he got done, I I wasn't sure what point he was trying to make. I, I, it really didn't make any sense. He's he kind of gone back and forth with some things, and I said, "I'm not sure what you mean." I said, uh, I, I, don't, "I I don't know if I get your point." And he said, "Well, um, something like it." Uh, isn't it obvious? <laughs> and I said, actually, uh, no, actually, it wasn't completely obvious. And, and he said, well, you can guess. And I said, I'd rather not. <laughs> I wasn't trying to goad him there either, but I was like, I just said, I'd rather not guess. So if you, you know, you should probably just, you know, what, what, are, what are you trying to say? And he, at that point, he was, that was when he was trying to make the point about um, the lazy and shiftless and the jobless and the, you know. <sighs> Do you remember? Do you remember what got you on weed, or no? Somehow, oh, oh, yes, I do. I actually, I do. Now that we think about it, uh, now there was a sports bar, and so we were watching yesterday. The uh, Denver Nuggets were playing uh, in Game Seven uh, uh, of. the uh you know getting towards the nba no it's not the finals yet it's the conference finals but uh yeah so denver was playing basketball and somebody we just started talking about denver and you know uh, somebody said something about uh you know have you been to denver lately and i you know so then we started telling stories and i was like you know tell them a story about going to the weed store across from the uh, this hotel that i was at downtown and one of the guys that was there that was working which i was i was a little confused by because uh, he works at the same company and obviously gets drug tested, but he was very, uh, this guy knew everything that was going on. He's like, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, I know those. Oh, he goes that downtown on the 13th, 13th, I think it's 13th Avenue Mall or something they call it in, uh, in Denver. He knew basically where I was talking about, um, pretty much uh, I knew where that store was. He said, oh, it's got like a, it's got like a medical sign on the front of it. And, I'll, and I was like, yeah, 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 that place. And, and, uh, and then he goes, yeah, um, we're somebody made a joke about all the different types of weed there was. And then one guy goes, I don't even know how anybody would, would decide because there's so much now, you know, there's so many choices to make. And uh, this guy uh, that kind of knew what's going on, he goes, well, he goes, he goes, uh, indica or sativa. He goes, if you want to know, there's there's a way to remember. And he goes, indica, he goes, indica couch. You, you disappear indica couch. If you smoke indica, you're going to become a part of the couch. So if you want to, if you want to just soak into the couch, in the couch, in the ca, that's the, what you remember. But if you want to be up and moving around, active, that kind of thing, that's sativa. He knew that and was telling that uh, to these people. 
Uh, so it sounded like either he or his friends or somebody along the line he was he was partaking or knew knew enough about it and was completely cool with that. He thought it was funny. Some of these other guys were pretty edgy about the whole thing. <laughs> they were like, yeah, I don't know. But I felt I feel a little sorry for him to because it's coming. It's it's happening. You know, uh, it's you know the the train is is, is rolling in their direction. You know? okay. Well, I am not an I am not a uh, an expert on anything. I think we make that very clear at the beginning of this show. Uh, you know, listen to what they say and then do the opposite and whatever. Take away what you want to take away. But I'm I just Googled here and I've got this uh, National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism. And it says here, and I don't want to know what year this is from, uh, alcohol related deaths. An estimated eighty eight thousand people, approximately sixty two thousand men and twenty six thousand women die from alcohol related causes annually making alcohol the third leading preventable cause of death in the united states the right. first is tobacco mm -hmm. and the second is poor diet and physical inactivity now there are references down at the bottom i won't go into the details of that as far as cannabis related deaths there you'd have to fewer people do it than alcohol it's not legal everywhere it would be tough to 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 get those numbers mm -hmm. you know i mean my my guess is that percentage wise that it would be of people who use cannabis versus use alcohol i don't know i don't know it might be similar right because people are going to do stupid shit when they're high some true yeah I, you I know i don't I know. know i mean it's I hard know you know and also cause of death and sort of eh, it's a it's a tough one but point is that alcohol is not <laughs> I, I don't necessarily think that one is worse than the other, much worse than the other. And I tend to lead toward alcohol being having uh, more drawbacks than cannabis the, the in guy, smaller doses. The guy that was really edgy about it, the one that was the most pissed off about it, uh, you know, the guy that I, I know was a, a former former user of the of the product at one point in his life. He also uh, said, uh, he goes, you know, th there's these vaping things. He said, uh, I, I'm assuming he said everybody that's, for the most part, when you see vaping, that, that they're they're vaping weed. Uh, and I was like, well, I don't know. And then he, right after that, he said, my wife, though, is she's uh, she's trying to quit smoking. So she's been using uh, the nicotine product. And she, she vapes nicotine. Right, and, right. So he just like, debunked him. He, yeah. He, yeah. So he just kind of, yeah, he just kind of. negated. <laughs> And I, I did not want to argue with anybody at all. It was not that kind of an event or anything like that. I you know, just didn't want anything to do with that sort of thing. So I was just smiling at the weirdness of of the the way the whole thing seemed. But um, How many IPAs in were you? Uh, I was two in at this point, okay. and, uh, which was now, enough. If yeah. you had been three in, do you think you would have shifted and gone in deeper? Would you have... <laughs> Would you have leaned in, or would you have just said "fuck it" and then walked okay, away so with your third IPA? I, I, I am a, of uh, of Irish heritage, and uh, so um, the Irish are known for for drinking and fighting and arguing. Uh, <laughs> and I think uh, uh, you know, uh, whenever you make uh, these sort of uh, you know blanket statements about uh, any sort of group, uh, somebody's going to say, "Well, yeah, that's you, you can't do that." You know, you're you're being prejudiced or or whatever. Uh, I can say though being around uh, having had been around a lot of irish relatives and that i think that it's absolutely true you know the irish like to drink uh drink fucking fight i think is what uh, uh i've uh, seen written about most but uh, uh they write books too but um a lot of poetry a lot, a lot of poetry of yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, poetry about drinking poetry about fighting <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I probably would have been more, more in, you know, leaned in that direction, but yeah, I really didn't. Yeah, you know, I don't know, don't, don't really know these guys anymore. I, I didn't want to. He was at a baby shower. Who wants to sit and argue about <laughs> politics with, with guys drinking and arguing about legal cannabis? Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "Well, my daughter," he said, uh, "she's she's going to want want to buy a house someday, and if she buys a house, he goes." You can't even get anybody to dig a ditch now. How are you going to do that if everybody's high? <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, I think there's probably some 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 ditch diggers that are smoking the sativa. I'm thinking that there are some that are like, you know what? It enhances the experience of digging a ditch. You'd be like, this yeah. is just my column. But you know, if I'm high, I'm just going to lean. I'm going to fucking just jump in. I'm going to do this, man. Everything's if, cool. Yeah. If that yeah, was my job, know? if I was digging ditches, I'd be like, yeah. Let's smoke up, man. It's got to make it more interesting because at some point, 
normally oh, digging a ditch, I would think, would get a little little old. It sounds like it sounds like the guy may be basing it on his own personal experience, how he felt when he got high, and then assumptions about those who still get high and that they burn out or whatever, or they are a certain way while he drinks his fucking beer. You know, like, yeah, which is you know, it's that stereotype now that if you're in certain areas of the country, like in, uh, they get really mad about that when you are in Denver if you if you make like a stoner joke. Um, oh yeah, it, yeah, it's it's a stereotype that they're they're trying to get rid of. Uh, it's like no people use use cannabis whatever form. They're not, they, you know, they may there's people like that, but not everybody. I know a guy who was uh, chief technology officer or something. He's in his early 30s. I don't know his exact age. He worked at a hair product company that I worked at. And he works for this company called Green Lane. And Green Lane actually makes, um, you know, smoke-related products, but high-end products. So they're not – and they went public. I think they went public on NASDAQ a couple of weeks ago. This guy also has a side business called Higher Standards. Higher Standards also makes cannabis-related products, really high-end glassware and like for smoking and all kinds of stuff. And they opened up a retail location in the Chelsea Market in Manhattan. Chelsea Market is where the TV Food Network is. You've got a bunch of restaurants, big space. If you've ever watched the, the Food Network, TV, the Food Network, You've you've probably seen something shot in the Chelsea market, and and then he's they're opening up their second space in Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not the stoner. From what I can tell, it is not the stoner like hacky sack playing, dreadlock, patchouli wearing, high. You know what I mean? It's like it's not the. It's a whole different thing, man. Right. Yeah. I yeah. was listening to a story on NPR. It was this uh, farmer, uh, soybean farmer, and how much he's heard he's not seen any money from the government for like the whatever the the bailout was because of the tariffs on China. Mm-hmm. And and I think he is going to get into. Uh, he's working on getting into you know growing, you know, marijuana plants. Well, there's. I was reading an article about uh, about the. Okay, so there's the hemp, hemp plant. or hemp, yeah, a hemp plant, yeah, whatever yeah. hemp. Yeah, it's yeah. not the marijuana plant. It's hemp. Yes, yeah, about which growing is, hemp. Yeah, so which has none of the uh, psychoactive uh, products. But I, okay, or or uh, you know, um, at any rate, I was reading this article. It was it was talking about the idea that uh, potentially hemp may may screw things up in some states for uh, the legalization of of uh, the you know, standard marijuana, because if the argument is that uh, CBD is what has all the, um, you know, the the majority of the stories that you read about the medicinal properties mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are, are generally about the the non-psychoactive um, products, the, mm-hmm. the, the CBD right. stuff that you can get out of hemp. So if we can make hemp legal in those places, the which is, you know, the, the stuff that's not going to get you high at all, um, sure, let's go ahead and do that is what they're saying. But we may not make the other products available, which I, I, I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but it could be an argument in some cases. That, yeah, let's do this, but not the other. Why is hemp not legal? Uh, well, um, I... Is it some lobby of some sort yeah, that's preventing yeah, it, it because of wh- how it can be used? Well, I, I had heard at one point that there was, uh, and you d- I don't know the history of this, uh, and I sh- I'm sure there's a sordid tale about it. I basically, I vaguely am remembering some sort of a story that, like back in the 30s or 40s, it was either it was one of the one of the um, is like a Carnegie, Carnegie or somebody of that stature um, wanted it illegal because um, there were a lot of products that. It could be made out of it. I think one of them was paper, and paper I think had paper, something yeah, to do. With, sure. Had something to do with the. Uh, if we make this illegal, then we've got to use uh, trees instead. And it, it had something to do. If you track anything far enough back, it, it goes back to the money. But uh, I, I honestly don't know why they made hemp Ill- illegal. It grows around here in Iowa. There's if you go out in the country, it, there's still. You know, they they grew it at one point as a. You know, uh, up until I don't know what year it was. It might have been the 30s or something like that. It was grown as a crop, and then they Nin- stopped. Well, yeah, 1937. The, mar- okay. the Marijuana Tax Act of 1930 strictly regu- regulated the cultivation and sale of all cannabis varieties. The Controlled Substance Act of 1970 classified all forms of cam- cannabis, including hemp, as a Schedule One drug. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, and I don't know. There's probably something more about the uh, the history of it. Yeah, I mean, part of it. 
Prior to the 1800, it was prevalent to see hemp products uh, as mainly paper and textiles. After yeah. the invention of the cotton gin, hemp became a forgotten fiber because cotton was much more comfortable and cheaper to produce for textiles. Right, yeah. So, I don't know. It, uh, I'm sure that you... Like anything, if you track it back far enough, there's there's a there's a money issue that's involved. Yeah, I don't think the cotton gin issue is a big deal anymore, right? Now, comfort obviously is, but if, if they can engineer a hemp product that felt comfortable, I don't know though. I don't know that I don't know the texture of it. I mean, I part of me thinks that it's like hemp as a textile is more like a canvas, like a heavier. But I'm not sure. I don't. The know stuff that. you you don't, you normally see is like that. But I got to think that they they they're probably able to make it softer. Yeah, yeah. But I think mm. there's maybe some of these dudes. You know, when you see the the, the hempish looking stuff, they they kind of want it to be that way. They kind of want it to look rough and scratchy and kind of gnarly, dude. Because you know, then you get back to the stoner thing, which we're not supposed <laughs> to do anymore. I, I I clearly remember. Okay, back in the. Um, Okay, so you and I met on on Anchor, which is uh, at that point was the, the social, social audio audio, right? Okay, and in version one, there was a uh, there was a very uh, very courteous uh, amount of discourse that went on back and forth between people. Uh, nobody, uh, believe it or not, that was on there uh, really dissed anybody. There was not a lot of uh, ill will, or um, you, you couldn't really say anything shitty to people. And the first version, because I remember, I remember early on there were there were at least two people that were like fucking fucked up weird trolls or just assholes. You know? Yeah, it wasn't a lot. There was of like that, a guy but... from New York, and then there was this woman, and then it was just weird that would say weird shit. I just think it was their sense of humor, and they were doing a bit or something. Yeah. But I get what you're saying, though. I mean, for the most part, it was somewhat harmonious, and these little siloed conversations that people yeah, had. Yeah, and and it was. Uh kind of understood amongst the the group of, of users albeit there, there was a small group of people i think at their peak they maybe had a, a few hundred people that were using the app at once uh, but pretty much everybody that was that was on there kind of knew that if you were really truly a troll and you were being shitty to somebody you're probably going to get booted off the app and i i, I believe I, they, they did that i also think there was i i also believe that part of it is is that when you're using your voice it's yes. different than type on a keyboard yeah. it's easier to hide behind a keyboard faceless nameless and that even if you didn't have your real name on your account there's something with the quality of voice you had a better sense that even though you're not looking at one another face to face you're not looking in the eyes you kind of get a sense in the tone you know the words are different written than they sound with you know different intonations yeah absolutely you know, delivery yeah. so so i think that was part of it too that there was a, a little bit more of a civility right because you could do a character but very few people were willing to commit to a character right 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 <laughs> you know i think yeah 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 so that said there was there was a gentleman on there uh, that uh was from san francisco and uh he uh he actually did a few characters and did some things like that and uh he um uh, when the when the app changed it they they started hiring some people to um to provide content and they they were trying to uh, move it more towards the direction of what it is now which is a podcasting uh platform and so they had uh, brought in some people that they thought were going to be able to provide um uh, content in a uh in more of a podcast manner, I guess, put it that way. And so there were some of these paid guns that were on there. One of them was somebody that was involved with one of the larger, I think, cannabis magazines or something like that. And so they, they had their first pro-cannabis uh, type broadcast that was on oh, there. Oh, right, right. Uh, w what was that called? I, I, Do you I can't for the life was of it me. A woman? It was a woman. It was right? a woman. It was a woman. Yeah, I remember this. So then this guy from San Francisco uh, who had been on the app from the beginning and everybody... Uh, everybody <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Everybody. I think you're talking about our buddy, right? Yes, the one that yes. I met in real life? Yeah, yeah. So everybody knew the guy and everybody kind of knew what his shtick was, but this, yeah. but this new person, <laughs> this new person who was being paid to be there, right. she didn't know who right. he was, he gets on and does this stoner voice and and starts talking about you know doing whatever you know the, the whole thing i'm not going to do it but, but um, right 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 because i already did a stupid version of it but anyway um so he starts doing that to, to her and she gets offended yeah right? because you know that is a stereotype that you know it's just like using the r word or something you know she's right yeah so she <laughs> you know yeah, she starts ahead. making fun of him, and like you know, you know, and then she her her making fun of him is in a real troll way. She she comes back at him. It was 
really kind of funny to hear. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. So, so I I don't remember which version of the app this was, but I think it was not the current version, but basically the third version of the app that is where it is now. And now you could call in to someone's show, mm-hmm. right? So, so, but the person who owns and runs the channel does not have to push that out because early on, if you had your account, if Colin Foote had an account. And John M. Craig decided to be a fucking bitch-ass troll and put something out there. It would be there. And yes. at, at the beginning, I don't even think you were able to delete it. Yeah. I think in the very beginning, I don't think you were even able to block me. No. Right? The, wor- so the, now, world, the world yeah. could hear it before I heard it. Exactly right. Right. So this is your account. It would be like uh, like I hacked your Twitter account and I put something out there. It's similar to – it was very similar to Twitter in some ways. You yes. Know, in that was. way. Yeah. Right? So – um, and now, you, you know, she, so she gets this guy, <laughs> puts that message, she listens to it, and then she makes a choice to put it out there. And then she uses it for her purposes, right? So then she comes back at him, whether she, who knows what she really thought. Maybe she said, I'm just going to use this to do something, right? And and to make a point that we're not all stoner, whatever. But uh, yeah, I remember, it, uh, yeah, he got a little butt hurt over that. He got very butt hurt. Then he, <laughs> he, he did not like he, that. Then what he really wasn't planning on was when he got butt hurt, he decided, okay, what's the obvious thing he's going to do? I'm going to message her back. So he goes back on and, <laughs> and st- tries to give her shit about yeah. you know making fun of him. And yeah. then she comes back and and just crucifies him. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. See, so I, I've I've met I've met this fella a couple of times in face to face in real life. Once right. in San Francisco when I was out there visiting, and then he had come to New York with his family. Oh, that's right. When yeah. I went out to eat with he, his wife, and his son, and and um, and he is a guy that has been an actor for a long time stage director so for him it was somewhat experimental and fun and working with characters very well-intentioned guy always Mm -hmm. right he really is i mean and you know but i think he was just very frustrated by it you know i i mean he's he's somewhere he's up in our ages you know he's over 50 probably younger than 65 but he's right. he's been around you know what i mean so it's like it's not that he's new to social media he's embraced it and he's tried to use it this way and that way but i just don't think it panned out a lot of times i don't think his ideas panned out the way he wanted like he had another character that he created and i i would always have fun with it and play with it but i mean i knew it was him i mean i, I don't remember I don't remember ever committing to doing a character. I wanted to, but I was like, eh. I would, I would just do the character that I would become was John M. Craig, 40, 45 years old, a stroke, Redback, New Jersey. And, you know, if it were now, lives in his ex-wife's pool house. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. used real shit. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Any character I'm doing is not that more <laughs> interesting than my bullshit. Like, not that mine is so interesting, not at all. But, I mean, it's like, fuck. I mean... My life is the kind of life where people say, yeah, you can't write that. Well, yes, you can. You kind of have to. Because if you listen to this podcast and hear me talk about it, it would be much better if I had a writer and an editor to kind of like <laughs> tighten it up. Okay, Do, do, we, do we really want to do this with John's character? Because you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, it just be like, it's like, okay, yeah, you know what? Let's fictionalize this because the real life shit is kind of stupid. And did, did you really do that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But now you want to, it's, it's, you got to kind of shape and mold the thing. But, but it, I, I love Andy Kaufman. Absolutely love him. Love Sasha Baron Cohen, you know, who was not influenced by Andy Kaufman because he grew up in the UK. You know, he didn't, he wasn't, you know, Andy Kaufman wasn't big there as far as I know. So, and even when I did stand up comedy for half a minute, it was like, as much as I wanted to do that, it was scary enough getting up on a stage and trying to make people laugh for three to five minutes. How do you establish yourself quickly around other people and just get? get stuff to land how am i going to do a character right because if you're doing a character like i'm confident that anyone that does a character bombs and they bomb big quite a bit right because a lot of people are not going to get it you know and if you can't kind of just be okay with that and find the part funny. So that's what sometimes what i would do is if i do a character i would like let someone know like i might let you know 
in a private conversation, I might let Diego McLeod know, I'm doing this thing. This is my plan. I'm going to try to commit to it because I want someone to know I'm doing this. <laughs> like, this is my plan. It is my intent to be the butt of the joke, fuck it up, or take it wherever the thing goes. Well, there was it, a couple people that were there that uh, I was convinced that were uh, there uh, two or three times doing not not so much trying, not like with an over-the-top character, just... Oh. Just a person that sounded like a normal person, but and mm-hmm. then I was like, this voice sounds so much like this other person, it's got to be the same goddamn person. <laughs> so, and I'm going to tell you one of them. Oh, no, 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 I'm getting I'm getting my social apps confused. So, Evan McDonald, right, he's the guy that was in Seattle, he's a design director, creative director. As a podcast. Now lives in Argentina, one thing real quick, whatever. He had a thing where... On Periscope, he did a character called Phil the Monkey. And Phil the Monkey was a puppet, a monkey puppet. He drove a Toyota Prius, and he just got laid off from his job at like a Kinko's, like a copy center of some sort. Okay. And it was Evan's voice. It was, but he did it so well, and he committed to it. And the character was likable, but also a dick. Like he was just this just an asshole, just an arrogant asshole, but he did not break from the character of being a monkey and getting laid off from his job for something stupid. And and I remember there was someone that was in my circle of of you know, periscope social circle who was like was direct messaging me like, I, I think that's um that's Evan. What do you mean you think that's Evan? They listen to the same music, they drive the same car, and it's his fucking voice. Of course it's Evan. <laughs> Like, what do you mean? You, like, you're tentative about that? No, it's a hundred percent, Evan. But it was like, but at no point did I ever want to call him out. Like when I was in his watching his broadcast and commenting. Like I was like, no, no, no. I appreciate the nonsense that he's doing. You know, like that you he's using this plot. And and there were a couple of people. Like there was another guy on Periscope that did. He did the Great Satan, and the Great Satan listened to like hardcore like death metal and like you know venom and slayer and and it, he would usually do it at night i think the guy was from canada mm-hmm. and it was like a horse puppet he actually changed the puppet at one point but he did not break character and i love that it didn't break character and it was like oh like there were a few people that did this there was another dude that i didn't like that did sock puppet right because this was a visual i was like oh my god that's fantastic that you're not I would do it every now and again with the visual element, but I was still me. But I would like try to do something weird or experimental and have fun with it because there were no consequences, right? And there were times where you'd be, you know, if you got like 30, 40, 50 people watching your broadcast at one time at that point, I was like, that's fucking cool. And then it would be like kind of fizzle out and be like, I don't want to do that again. Is that, that, and that's such a bizarre theory when you think about it because I've I've been there done that night I, I wasn't a uh, periscope guy but there's been times where I've gotten uh, completely thrilled over the idea that you know you have uh, 50 people looking at something uh, and if you think about that I was okay so as an example I saw um, over the weekend there was a story that there was a uh, it was a political story there was a group that delivered a and it sounded really cool when I heard it at first you know until I actually thought about it but they said they delivered a um a document to what somebody in washington dc it was to get trump impeached and uh the uh yeah they had uh, gotten signatures from 10 million people in the united states had signed uh this petition to get trump in, impeached and i thought 10 million people and then i thought about that a little bit and i was like 10 million people okay in the united states there are 330 ish million people they think so 10 million would be about three percent a little less than maybe three percent of the population so like okay with that you could say that 97 percent of the people didn't sign it or you could say that uh, in the united states they got 10 million signatures but uh you know 327 million or whatever the number is exactly uh didn't sign it so uh, in terms of you know how many people are in the world uh it wasn't a very 10 million isn't shit really when you look at it so okay so then i started looking at I, I, a lot of times i'll start thinking about i think about global warming as an example okay so if there are 330 million people in the united states 
and um, you know we we talk about global warming whether you, whether you think it's man made or or what whatever or or what I always come back to is you know what can we what can we actually do about it uh, if it is man made if we we're to start today and and really try to do something about it, it okay first of all you got the United States so. Our 330 million, how does that compare? So I looked at um, India, uh, mm -hmm. and India has uh, roughly three times our population in India, which is really blows my right. mind. Right, China and India. Three we've times. We've talked about this, like three times, like 1.2 billion. Like they're both, over, it's a ridiculous, what's the number? It's stupid. It's one, well, like 1.4 billion, each, it's each of those. It's crazy. It's crazy fucking it's huge. insane. Yeah, and Russia's about half of us. Uh, you know, but India in particular blows me away because it's, I mean, just in terms of land mass, it's so much smaller. Uh, you know, especially when you compare that to, to, you know, right above them on the on the globe. Uh, you know, there's Russia, which is this massive sprawling thing. It's it's uh, half of our size, but still, there's a fuck ton of people. So we'd have to get a lot, and we obviously to get the whole thing to work, we got to get China, we got to get uh, India involved in, in, to the same extent that we would be involved. Which uh, to me seems like uh, just pragmatically using reason. I don't think that I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening. So you know, I, and then I start well, going to the idea of okay, is are we ever going to stop it uh, as the united states ever done anything proactively and and fixed a problem before it began uh no i don't think we ever have but what you were gonna say oh well i was just gonna say that uh, i mean if, if you took the whole of europe yes 2016 741.4 million united states 327 if you took the whole now of of the continent of africa 1.216 billion South America, 422.5. So I, I, I wonder, even with, uh, with Mexico and Canada, we don't come close. You know? No, no. To all we the, don't come close to the other continents. All the like I'm just saying, or, yeah. and then as far as countries, I mean, Europe are a, a series of small countries, and even though you have the EU, it's a different kind of thing. You know, but... It's it. I, I, we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and or mentioned it, and it still it blew my mind as well. Like what the fuck? Like, yeah, I started actually looking at the numbers. I just thought, how many people in India? I was looking. I was like, what? And it's like really that big? It's you know that many people, and the, the amount of shit that's being belched into the world. Yeah, maybe we. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Have you been watching, um, have you been, are you all caught up on Mr. Robot or how far did you get? Uh, I don't even know what season I'm on. Um, <laughs> season I, I, two is a tough one. Season two is, so uh, there are a total of three seasons, I think 30 episodes. I think and I'm on three in season, into season three, but I'm not done okay. with it. Okay. So I just finished it last night. Now keep in mind that I do fall asleep. I miss a lot. But I swear, if I were stone cold sober, sitting up in a bright, cold room where I was about as alert, sitting on the edge of my chair, watching every moment, I'd still be confused. There is so much going on in this show, and I've said it is it is Fight Club, but it's not really Fight Club. I mean, it's using the device of of a guy kind of play being two different characters, right? Two yes. different actors. Yes. It's the same guy. But it plays with time. There's this guy, Sam Esmel, the guy that created the show. He, I think he's a little bit younger than me. So he was born in the early 70s, maybe 74, 75, whatever. He, this guy, loves television and movies. I mean, he references, it was Superman. There were like 90 sitcoms, Back to the Future. Like, I mean... His love for Fight Club, like it's all there, and uh, it's it's so good. I mean, it blew my mind at the end. I'm like, wow, wow. Like I even just I, I had a rental car this weekend because my car is in Queens and I can't really use my work van for work. You know, it would if I got into an accident, I'd keep be in it, a lot of trouble. Keep I, it know, clean for Winona, okay? Yeah, that's uh, exactly right. Keep it clean for. <laughs> <laughs> Until of course you get alone with Winona, and then you go, you make that van dirty. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna impregnate Winona and this van. <laughs> that was the worst, Tracy Morgan. I'm gonna make you pregnant. <laughs> that is the worst, most racist. All right. Well, anyway, um, but I, I like like I was returning the rental van. It's raining. It's cold. It's like it's like forty four degrees today. And right before we started recording, I walked back 
from Red Bank to the house, like a little less than a mile. And the entire time I'm walking, I couldn't get fucking Mr. Robot and the themes in Mr. Robot out of my head. And they, like, there's a big thing with China and conspiracy shit and, like, that there is a small group of people that control this thing. Like, even this idea of, like, Trump being a puppet and in the show it references. But it, the timeline doesn't make sense because it's taking place in 2015 and, you know, they've got a clip of Trump on the news and seeing it. You're like, whoa. And then you, you really start thinking, like, how much of this stuff... I mean, it's not this over-the-top conspiratorial thing, but you're like, fuck, is it possible that China's pulling pulling the straight... You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the behind the scenes, like, how much... Like, it's not... I'm not going Alex Jones crazy conspiracy stuff, like Sandy Hook, the sh school shooting didn't happen, or... Some of the other weird, crazy shit, you know, like then you become a caricature of yourself. But as a as a TV show, it's like fucking great. <laughs> I'm obsessed. So, do you think Winona's Earth is flat? I don't. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's just I'm not. This this is where I'm going to bail because I am working on the show. It's highly unlikely that she's in my van. I'm not. I don't. I want to stop talking about Winona Ryder. I, I don't think I should have to, though. <laughs> Do you think she still has a big brown beaver? I don't know. I, th I think Winona's, I think she's waxed nicely. So what's, the, what's, the, what's the story with Brazilian. that? Uh, uh. What's the story with that song? Um, that's uh, Les Claypool, uh, Primus, Winona's Big Brown Beaver. Was she dating David... Perner I don't know I don't know I, I I'm not do you remember even, that song I, I I remember hearing about it I'm not sure and I have listened to, to uh, Primus uh, some but um, I don't remember that song but uh, you know I, I I don't even want to think about anybody else with Winona it's it's you know we'll have to forgive her for for Johnny Depp but I, I think she's 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 holding out she's waiting for you know nice guy from Iowa I'm married happily married I realize that but you know, does, doesn't everybody get one, you know, one get out of jail card? Should it, should it not be Winona? I don't know. Just saying. That's, I don't know. If, if you, if you talk to her on, on set, just, you know, ask her if she's been to Iowa. You been to Iowa? Considering I, it? I'm not asking her anything. I mean, I'm not, hey, Winona, I have a podcast and we talked about you on episode 136. <laughs> Winona, Alyssa Milano had a podcast. You got a podcast? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Alyssa Milano's podcast? I I know she does have it, and I know uh -huh. she did. She did not uh -huh. have sex this last weekend. She's, she's she talks about that. I you've you've heard. I have heard nothing of her. I listened for about thirty seconds. The reviews are awful. She's she's uh, uh, called on uh, all the women of Georgia last week and uh, to show uh, solidarity for you know when, in Georgia they just passed some of the most restrictive uh, abortion laws uh, ever. I think the most restric restrictive restrictive it's, it's stuff that. It's probably going to get struck down by this by the courts, uh, but right. it's going to take some time. But um, uh, Alyssa Milano called on uh, the women of Georgia uh, to stand in unity and uh, not have sex with the men anymore. So not to not give up the don't give the, up the coochie. Don't give up the big brown beaver for right. for the uh, idea of the cause. And so she there was a hashtag that was going around. I don't know exactly what that was, but uh, yeah, Alyssa yeah. was saying don't yeah. don't do it, women. And so I, yeah. I was wondering about we have we have a friend uh in in georgia uh jeremy lopez and his uh his wife uh there uh, i just wonder how that how that was Christa. oh you wonder if she shut it down did she shut it down that's she, uh, I, <laughs> I i would imagine that uh well i mean you should check out if you have an opportunity to google Aly Alyssa milano sorry not sorry it's a picture of her wearing a green dress she's got her arms folded and she's kind of looking i can't see without my glasses i but i and and it's just and i i used to have it she was born on staten island she quickly moved off of staten island right but okay. it, it's got like three red stars at the top Alyssa milano in blue on a white background sorry capital sorry not sorry like one line sorry underline under that not sorry and then three blue stars okay. white background she's set off to the right and just looking just giving a look and she's wearing a green dress it's kind of reminiscent of almost like a um uh, jackie uh kennedy kind of look 
okay ish right that's kind of i'm not saying that's what they're going for but there's something and i mean the reviews are probably worth listening to i mean like reading but there were a couple of uh, Alyssa milano fans it's two and a half stars out of 1232 mm-hmm. okay and you know it's 633 one stars 633 wow that's a lot yeah okay uh, more than half, right? Or just about half. Yeah, that's more than half. Are one star. I got to think she's give getting zero stars. She's okay? getting. She's probably getting. Uh, and I, I haven't heard the show, and I'm, I. I don't know if it's you know. I, who knows? But I would guess there's all with the level of of. Uh, of uh just discourse that you know, swirls around her because of uh, you know what she's become on twitter and places like that and and the, the argument she's continually in with with the quote-unquote other side i would imagine that there are a ton of people that are just going in there never listening and just you know giving her one star just because they hate her they just hate her in general don't you think well well the, you, yeah, that's part of it but i've read a couple where um, there were people that love Alyssa Milano and are fans of hers and don't even necessarily have a problem with her politics that have uh, given it low ratings. Now, total bummer. Wept for your daughter from your Hollywood mansion. Oh, no, that's different. That's someone that hates her, right? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, there are a few five. No, there, there were a couple. I mean, it seems like the reviews keep coming in. I, I looked at this a couple of weeks ago. I don't even know how I came across it. I don't know if I heard an ad for it or what. I would hope that NPR would not take money for an ad for this because what I what I think it does is it really drives home the point that the conservatives, the rights that elected a, yes, he's a businessman, but he lost billions of dollars in an industry. Okay, fine. They were no, he didn't do anything illegal with how he wrote off in his taxes and didn't pay his taxes, but who was basically a reality TV star. It's okay for that guy to be our president, but God forbid some fucking liberal actor, regardless of their politics, like particularly with left-leaning politics. It's okay that Charlton Heston, okay, fine. Did he play Moses? Great. Okay. Um, that he is the, the president of the NRA, but certain, because you know, but she is everything. She drives home that point. She, it is so one-sided. It is so extreme. And I think that extreme measures are okay. I think it's okay to be those things in certain places, certain parts. But again, if you do live in the Hollywood mansion and you've had a blessed life, you're allowed to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. But pretend or at least try to consider the other side. She unapologetically, I listened to the opening, but she unapologetically is not going to. She has no, so she's an agenda driven. So you, it, it's, it doesn't even make economic sense. Like it's still a business that you're doing this. Oh no, I'm, I'm important. I'm going to spread the news. You're not going to get people to vote for, you know, Elizabeth Warren, if you're that one sided, right? Like you, you're only going to be talking to people who already would have voted for Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, and there, there are bus- right? there are businesses now that have, and this kind of blows me away. They have decided as a business that uh, they are just going to um, announce their politics uh, and that's going to ride along with them. And so they've decided in, you know, and there's conservative businesses doing this. There are um, liberals that are doing the same thing. They just decided, okay, I I just talked to somebody uh, at that uh, baby shower yesterday. They were saying that they had ordered spices from a company called Penzies. P-E-N-Z-Y apostrophe S, Penzies, uh, which I think is, they, they've got a great products. They've got a store in Madison, Wisconsin that I've uh, bought bought stuff from. They, they do a really good job with what they're doing. But I guess apparently when you buy spices from there, now they send uh, along with your order that you get, there's a... Um, there's a list of their political stuff that's in there about who you're supposed to vote for and that sort of thing. And so they include um, commentary on... (laughs) That seems like such bad business. It does to me because, you know, half the people, like I said, half the people are going to be like, you know, fuck you, I'm not buying any of your shit. That would have probably normally bought it, which doesn't... I I don't get it exactly why you would want to do that. Um, In... You know, in your private life, you've got your views and all of that stuff. But if you're actually trying to stay in business and sell something, I don't. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I, I it seems like a lot of work. And then the idea that 
although maybe this doesn't occur very often, I was just say maybe you change your mind about something or or uh, a policy or something that goes on. Uh, you know, you become more educated about it. You you decide to take a different tact than Alyssa Milano will, and you decide to actually listen to the other side at some point, and something makes sense, and you go, oh well, maybe I should have thought about that a little bit more. Maybe I'm changing my views, and then you get further down the road, and then the people that uh, you've you tried to ingratiate yourself towards because of one viewpoint um, decide that they hate you too because now you're changing your mind uh, just seems it seems very complicated you know it's like I'm, uh, you know why do you need to sh go into all of that stuff and uh, but I, maybe some people don't maybe it's uncommon for people to change their mind about stuff and you just always have to go with the go with the tribe i, I mean i i try to change my mind about certain things i mean i, I or at least be mindful of 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 other people's way of looking at it, yeah, I mean, there's been some stuff like with this election cycle that came along when they first started talking about this universal basic income idea. I was like, that is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard of. And then after I hear more about it, um, I still don't think they've got it flushed out uh, in, in a way that probably it would it would work necessarily. But um, I'm understanding that maybe at some point, some form of it's going to make sense. And, um, the you know, when people start talking about... Uh, socialism. I, I was probably on the side when you know, they, they would say, you know, that's fucking socialist bullshit. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That is socialist bullshit. But then uh, I started thinking about a lot of the things that exist in the world that are, you know, you know, part of socialism that, that we have and accept in day-to-day -day life. Things like, you know, we have roads and we have libraries and we have police departments and we have, you know, there, there are different things that we uh, collectively go into, uh, <laughs> throw money in the kitty uh, to collectively, uh, and th that makes the world a better place. So is that socialism? Yeah, sure, it is some form of it. Uh, but, you know, to, to what degree does it make sense for other things? I think... Slow, slow your roll is kind of the way I always think about it. Do, do we need to jump into things real quickly to, to solve these problems? Uh, I think a lot of times we make decisions to, to do things too quickly, and it does make sense in a lot of cases to really uh, give thoughtful consideration as to what it is that we're doing. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I slow, over time probably yeah, change my mind about things right here and there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I... I don't know politically how much I've changed my mind. I've probably, when I was college age, and I think this happens to a lot of people, I was probably a lot further left. Yeah, yeah, that's kind and, of... And, and a, a little bit more liberal and had a, a viewpoint. I don't remember getting into big arguments with people because when you go to college, a lot of times you find a lot more people like that back then, now, for a while now, mm -hmm. I think, right? You know? Right. Um, you know, it... It would suck to be a right-leaning conservative in college. You know what I mean? Like, you're kind of punk rock, you know, in, a, in some of, ways. Yeah, yeah. Because you're the minority, right? Like, if you wear a Make America Great hat on a college campus, a liberal college campus, you're kind of a fucking punk rock motherfucker. I don't care what anyone says. I'm not saying I agree with it or like that hat or like what I think the message is or that the message doesn't land right and i'll be the first one to call out the left for some bullshit too you know but you know i i i i, I no one should listen to me really i think because I, I i ate at a vegan restaurant on saturday after getting home at five o'clock in the morning sleeping mm -hmm. for a few hours and today i went and and both times i'm sitting in a vegan restaurant and I was meditating at the table. I was in a bad mood both days. I was a little moody. I had to rent a car on Saturday because I had to drive camera to his EMT class. And, you know, I can't use the work van, you know, because I don't want to get it dirty for Winona, you know. And and so, so I was, like, dealing with, like, even though I'm just trying to sit and be present and enjoy my lunch, I'm, like, on my phone looking to rent a car. It's, like, $84 a day? What the fuck? You know, for like a small fucking Nissan Versa? Fuck you. Who tries, who, other than a fucking rental place, who owns a fucking Versa? So. Were you playing me out, dude? I'm playing you out, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. That was it? Was that intentional? Mr. Big Voice, take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. 
Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch. So. Are you going to pull our spoken word? <laughs> we're I'm still so recording. We're no, still I know recording. that we're still recording. Okay, so that wasn't the end? Can we? I, I'm so confused. I don't know. I, what you I just did. thought I would drop that in once live just to see if I could get you get you the way I normally put it in. I, I edit it. And I'm probably just going to leave this part, too. Well, no, no, I know. I mean, because it's just so, I, I mean, so, but I was meditating. I'm literally me- meditating with my phone and with a Peloton app, okay? I yes. paid $19.49 okay. per month for this app. I got a two-week free trial, and I'm sitting in a vegan restaurant and i'm meditating like how fucking bullshit hack mm-hmm. is that right and then and then i'm like I, you know it's it's so it, it's like but i'm i was at peace with it and in both times i was really present enjoying it but at the same time i'm like how, even a couple of times during the meditation i mean i get like emotional and like today was the acceptance one because my daughter kylie forgot her lunch this morning and i got pissed off but i was like okay as far as kids things no big deal she forgot her lunch Whatever. She doesn't need, but you can't bring stuff to the school because of security. You can't drop things off. You know, so I call up, find out. And I just added money into her account. Like it was not a big deal. Like she can order something at school. It mm-hmm. was real easy. But still, it got me in this point of being like, oh, we're gonna record the podcast, all of it, you know. And then and then and then I was gonna wrap that up and then I was just gonna say I, I wanted to pull some Winona Ryder quotes. I don't know if this is really a quote from Winona Ryder. Brainyquote.com. When you finally accept that it's okay not to have answers. And it's okay not to be perfect. You realize that feeling confused is a normal part of what it is to be a human being. So I was just going to try to fold it all together with the Winona Rider and being like, I don't know shit. So <laughs> that's, what, that's all. I was just trying to, yeah, I was trying to go for something and kind of loop it in and connect. But it does. It's okay. It's fine. This is bonus content. <laughs> And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch...